Hi, this is Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of people who've been called to various types of ministries in their churches and in their communities. Today, we're here with Kathy Matson, who's the director of the Mother's Day Out program at College Side Church. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Welcome, Kathy. Hello. I'm glad to be here. We're glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Uh, I am a Cookville native. I have lived here my whole life. So I went to Cookville schools. I went to Tennessee Tech and graduated. Do you want to know how old I am? Sure. No, you don't do. Uh, (laughs) I graduated several years ago. I graduated from Tech in 1974. And I am a retired school teacher. I taught for over 30 years in Putnam County Schools, teaching kindergarten and pre-K. I am a teacher by trade, and I have always felt very blessed because I got to do what I really wanted to do my whole career. That's interesting, being a teacher by trade. Tell us what you were like when you were in high school. Did you know you were going to be a teacher at that time? I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I had an aunt who was a teacher, and I respected her so much, and she influenced me. Yeah, I think I always wanted to be a teacher. So it was a calling from a very young age. I think so, and I'm still a teacher today, (laughs) even though I'm retired from the school system. What were you like in high school? Oh, I had fun. Uh, I was a member of the pep squad. I went to all the football games and cheered on the teams and uh, had a good group of friends. And high school was fun. I have I have good memories. I do. I can tell that you were a member of Pep Squad because you have a very joyful personality. Oh. Some people might say you have a positive energy, but you're just fun to be with. You bring sunshine oh, into thank people's you. lives, I'm sure. So what what gives you that positive energy every day? What well, puts the pep in your life? Well, I think we have a choice of being happy or not and being positive. And that's what I try to do. I I think I am a positive person, and I want to share that with other people. I have a lot to be joyful about. I have a lot of blessings, and I truly am thankful for all of those. Yeah. 30 years in the school system, that's a long time to be teaching children. It is, but there's teachers that have taught much longer than that. But I knew when it was a good time to leave. Yeah. I, I left in a good time, and many people said, do you not miss it? I, I don't miss it because I'm still surrounded by children. Sure. So I haven't given up teaching. I just in that avenue. But what's the best part of being a public school teacher? Mm. This is for all of the teachers in Putnam County listening right now. Uh, you're not going into teaching because you're going to make great money. That's not the reason. I think we go into it knowing we can make a difference in the life of children, and we really can change children's lives. And sometimes if we can just make a difference with one child, that's huge. Sure. And I do believe that. And I think teachers are the big, uh, they make the difference. I won't ask what the worst part of being a teacher is, but what, what are some of the harder parts of being a classroom teacher? Probably most teachers would say sometimes it's dealing with families, parents. You get very discouraged when parents aren't doing their part to help their children be the best they can be, or they're not meeting the child's needs as we see they need to be met. Uh, and there's a lot of dysfunctional families. There's children that come from very difficult situations that we have to work through. What would you impar- encourage parents to do 
to help their children at school. Oh, they need to be involved in their lives. They need to know what they're doing at school. They need to ask questions. They need to be present. And they need to work with children at home and encourage them to do their best. Parents uh, need to be reading with their children. We, oh. we read that in the news all of the time. Oh, What's I, the importance of a parent spending time reading with the child? Well, there's lots of different reasons. One, just that closeness between parents and child sitting together, snuggled up on the couch reading. But books open the doors to everything. I mean, it gives children so many wonderful experiences. Their languages increase, their vocabulary. And if you're a good reader, I think you can do almost anything. You've got to be able to read before you can do the math, the science, geography, history. So it's really important. But that bonding time is especially important. Yeah, we need to read every day. When you were a mom and a teacher coming home from school at night, was it hard to read with your own children? Sometimes when I'd come home from school, I'd think, I hope no one talks to me just for a little while. They don't say my name because that age children, my name, I was most of the time, I was always Miss Kathy. So you hear your name called many, many times. But we did try to read, and I, and I love reading myself. I still do. And hopefully I did uh, impart that with my children. I have some grandchildren that are good readers, so maybe it's being carried forward. I hope so. Did you ever have a child in the classroom who would slip up and... Instead of calling you Miss Kathy, would they at times call you mom? Oh, yes. How do you respond to that? Uh, I mean, it wasn't ever anything negative, but it might be, Mama, Miss Kathy. You know, they <laughs> would they would they'd realize they corrected themselves. Because I think, especially with early childhood, you have a lot of roles. Uh, I think you have to be a nurturer. And if that's not something you want to do, then you need to work with older children, which is awesome. But with young children, you've, you've got to have a lot of patience. You've got to be willing to tie shoelaces and wipe noses and remind them to wash their hands and cover their mouths. I think there's a lot of nurturing in that. It's, I think it's very important. But not everybody wants to do that. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be right back after this. I'm Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. We're back with Kathy Matson, Director of Mother's Day Out at College Side Church. Kathy, you've spent a lot of time during your life working with children. Is there that time that you had to have a hard talk with a parent about their child? Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> Lots of times uh, parents that had questions for me. I had had parents that were single dads that really just needed to be encouraged mm -hmm. that what they were doing was right and to stay the course and to not give up. Uh, I've had single, well, all sorts of different types of parents, single moms, uh, where you're working with uh, several parents together that might be step-parents. But uh, sure, or behavior problems are always difficult. Parents do not necessarily want to hear when their children aren't behaving the way you would desire. But you have to talk and share with parents and let them know. I mean, you, sometimes we can solve it at school, but I've always found that if parents will work with us and we're on the same team, we can make a difference with children if we're doing the same thing and we have the same goals. Right. So, yes, many times. Teachers wear a lot of hats. We do. Yeah. We do. Uh, we, Yeah, all kinds of hats. <laughs> uh, I can name several, but uh, our main goal is really taking care of children and doing what's right for them and doing the best for them. Right. 
When you're creating learning activities for mm-hmm. children, for kids that involves play, mm-hmm, but definitely. for you, their play is your work. True. What What do you think about and what do you do for fun for you? For me? After you've been creating learning playful activities all day, but that's work. It is, but it, it's fun. I don't mind that. Uh, I enjoy reading. Uh, I like to walk. I don't do it nearly enough, but... Uh, Reading is probably one of my favorite hobbies. If I've got time just to be quiet, I do enjoy that. So in your current program, you have Mm -hmm. 65 children enrolled. Is that right? Uh, Probably closer to 70, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, we do. So after school is out for the day Mm -hmm. and all the children are going home with their parents and you are alone in your car driving home, Mm -hmm. what are you thinking about? Sometimes you let out a deep sigh. (sighs) It was a good day. And I'm always very thankful when it's a good day, the children all go home, no one got hurt, nobody's injured, they're happy. I always tell my my teachers, you know, parents want to pick up their children in the same condition they left them. We really, really strive for safety, keeping them safe. And that's big when you're talking six months to five years. Uh, so I'm thankful for that. And when the day, when everything fell into place the way you hoped it would, and we get everything in we're hoping to accomplish with our children. Are there ever days that you shut the door to the classroom and say, what just happened here? <laughs> not, not too often. Uh, I'm pretty, I, I am easygoing and I, 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 it takes a lot for me to be upset. I just don't want children to be hurt. I don't want children to not be treated right. But sure. I'm, I'm very thankful in that I have some good teachers that work at our program that really love the children. And for me, that's the hardest part is keeping good teachers and people that I really want in the program because we have a nice little happy family, and that's the way I want to keep it. How many teachers do you have at your college side program? Sixteen, I believe now. So uh, we grew a lot. When we first started, we had four teachers and two assistants, I think, and now I think we have 16 or maybe 17, counting me. So quite a, it's, it has grown, and I'm thankful. Before the show, I was doing some reading about early childhood education, mm-hmm. and of course there are lots of different theories from lots of different people, but one theory was that our neurons are hardwired to forget something at exponential speed. Another said the latest statistics were that we must repeat something four times before someone learns it. Is there a key to helping children learn? Oh, I think repetition is definitely a key. Those patterns. I also teach classes. I teach night classes uh, at a community college. So we've been doing a lot of brain learning lately. So our, our brain works in rhythm and patterns, and children need that routine. I always will tell my teachers, it is great if a child wants to hear the same story every day. It's okay. I know we have lots of books, but they need to hear it over and over. Repetition is a key. And also just emotions run the brain. So you want children to feel safe and secure in their environment and to be happy. So, no, I think it's great. I think repetition, repetition is important. It's interesting to me to think about the number of lives that you have affected over your career in um, early childhood education and and in the education system as a whole. If you could look back over these 30-some-odd years and tell your kids one thing, what would you want them to know from Miss Kathy? Uh, That I love them. I really did. I love my children. When I first student taught way back in 
1970-something. You know, when I left those children after a semester of student teaching, I cried. I thought, I will never see these children again. Of course I did uh, in other settings. But you get very attached to children, and uh, there's lots of good memories. Oh, and there's lots of hair-raising incidents when I think about public school. But uh, that I love them, and, and I think they know that, that I care about them. At least I pray that they do. I think that's the key to your calling. You love them. I do. I'm Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. We're back with Kathy Matson, director of the Mother's Day Out program at College Side Church. And Kathy would like to share a motivational moment. I feel like I have been blessed my whole life by getting to do what I really want to do, and that's teach children also teach adults. I teach Sunday school, but I do believe, uh, as it says in Psalms 127, children are a gift from the Lord, and we should never take that for granted. Uh, I believe what we do makes such a difference in the lives of children, and it shapes our future. It shapes how our country is going to be. I think we can make such a difference if we teach children to love one another. Uh, children are not prejudiced. Children just they look at other children and they love them and they initially they want to play. It's the adults in this life that change the way children become. But I think they're our most important resource. I believe each child, no matter where they come from, who they are, what the color of their skin is, they need our love and our respect and our guidance. And I get the chance to do that with a lot of children every day. And to make a difference, I hope, in the lives of parents that I can somehow minister to them and be a source of listening and maybe giving them an encouraging word or a a hug when they need it. Uh, So I feel like that is my ministry as an outreach program at our church, that maybe there's some small way I can make a difference in the lives of people. And that's why I'm there. I do love the children. I love the people I work with. But hopefully... We're just making a little difference. But I think we do that. I think we can change this nation if we bring children up in the right way and teach them right from wrong and to know that they're loved and respected. Kathy, we want to thank you for coming in today. It's so wonderful to hear your calling. Most of the time people think of calling as something in a pulpit or in a church, but yours has been both in church ministry and in the public school system, and you're still affecting lives of children today. And as a parent, I want to say thank you. And uh, I'm especially impressed with um, the thought that you want to leave for all of your children, which is that you love them. That's foundational to teaching, isn't it? I think so. I do. I think we have to meet their physical needs before we can begin to teach children. They need to be loved. Sometimes we have to feed them or clothe them, but we've got to meet those needs, and then hopefully we can teach them what they need to learn. As you were in the classroom mm-hmm. and as you are continuing mm-hmm. in the classroom, do you have the um, the fundamentals that you need to help children learn? For example, without food, clothing, and shelter, kids have a hard time learning. Do you have those supplements handy if you need a resource? We do, and I think we're very fortunate in our community that we do have resources that we can guide parents. Of course, teachers can't always just hand parents what they need, but if you're able to offer assistance or tell them where they can find help, I've done that many times through the years because 
not every family is as fortunate as we are, and they need to know where those resources are and how they can be helped. The Upper Cumberland is a great place it is. for community. I think yes. so. Well, we're going to round out our show now with the top five questions. Okay. And so I will ask you five questions. You get to plead the fifth on <laughs> one of them. So you can plead the fifth or pass okay. on one. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. If you could have a superpower... What would your superpower be? Mm. A superpower. I guess to uh, be a little fairy godmother and spread uh, kindness around. Oh, wow. Perfect. Perfectly spoken from a school teacher. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you could have dinner with anybody you wanted to, who would you have dinner with? Oh, I've heard that question asked before, and I'm always... Uh, intrigued by how people answer uh, some famous person or someone that mm, that's a hard one though can I think on it just a minute and I'll come back and answer it okay so we'll just pass for now we won't plead the fifth on no, that one no, we'll just pass okay mm-hmm. so we'll go to this one then what's on your playlist uh, music uh-huh. <laughs> I can <laughs> uh I love contemporary Christian music. Very good. That's what I listen to 98% of the time. Do you have a favorite artist? Oh, I like Lauren Daigle. Uh, but then, you know, I also love 60s music. You know, I grew up in the generation of the best music ever. Yes. So I love the oldies but goodies. I'm sorry, I'm just talking about my age. So Beach Boys? Oh, yeah. Beatles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay, if you were arrested for a crime... Mm-hmm. What would your family say that crime would have been? Probably driving too fast. Oh. But I've never I've never got a ticket, but that's what they would say. That's funny. Were you ever late for school? No, not really. <laughs> I try because to be punctual. Let's go back to if you were going to have dinner with mm-hmm. anybody you wanted to, who would it be? Uh, let's see. Without being emotional, I'd probably enjoy having dinner once again with my mother Aww. and my grandmothers. Yeah. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Last question. Okay. Tell us the cleanest joke you know. Oh, I don't know any jokes. Uh, <laughs> pass. Okay. I'm going to give you a joke. This is this is my gift to you. Okay. You can tell it to the kids. I can. All if right. I don't forget it by the time I see them. What happens to a frog's car when it breaks down? I don't know what. It gets towed away. Very good. (laughs) Very good. Thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to The Calling. I'm Dana Hornby. We've enjoyed our time today with Kathy Matson, Director of the Mother's Day Out Program at College Side Church.